0: News Talk 830 WCCO, the Lake Show, starts right now. Wolves pregame coming up at 6.30 with Cal Surquist. And then I'm back after Wolves basketball, Timberwolves tonight. Timberwolves in New Orleans facing the Pelicans and must-see TV, Zion Williamson. So we'll, uh, we'll all be watching and listening to uh, the Wolves try to get a victory against the Pelicans. And I'll have plenty to talk about after the game with Timberwolves tonight. Um, in the short amount of time that I have, first off, I hope that everybody had an awesome um, Christmas. I hope that everybody's having a happy Kwanzaa, um, happy Hanukkah. I mean, we're just happy holidays, okay, to all of you out there listening to The Good Neighbor, and I hope that everybody's um, enjoying the holiday season. I know that the holiday season can be extremely tough um, for a lot of us, right, that are missing loved ones, that have – that have have lost loved ones this year, or just maybe get sentimental this time of year. Every year, no matter how long it's been since your mother or father passed away or brother or sister or spouse, um, this is one of those times of year that brings out all of the feels. But also this is a time of year where we all enjoy being together, okay? And we love being amongst our friends and our family. And so for me personally, okay, It was a fun holiday season to this point, in that me and my family members we traveled to Atlanta, Georgia. Okay, and we traveled to Atlanta, Georgia, Um, and I hadn't been in Atlanta for many years, Um, and I love Atlanta. I went to school there at Morehouse College. I went back to campus uh, last week just to to see what things were looking like over there. Tried to get to the bookstore, bookstore was closed. That was kind of frustrating. But um, it was nice to go back to Atlanta and specifically went back um, to do Christmas as a family there, but also visiting my cousin who typically comes to Minnesota because she is a native Minnesotan um, who lives in Atlanta, has been there for a very long time. She's a teacher. Um, Not able to travel this year. Not able to come this way, so we went to her because she's recovering from – um, cancer surgery, and so we were going to bring Christmas to my cousin, which is what we did, and I enjoyed it, being with my dad and my sister flew out from L.A. and my cousin and my other cousins and my aunts, and so that's what it's about. It's about family, and we're in this really nice Airbnb way out in McDonough, Georgia, which is like 30 minutes outside of Atlanta. The traffic was frustrating. But the point of me talking about this is that I'm extremely lucky. My family was extremely lucky. And I say extremely lucky because when I see what is happening coast to coast all around the country with airline passengers and what they've had to deal with, specifically with Southwest Airlines, I feel bad. Nobody should have to endure what people are enduring. And look, I get it. I understand it. There's been bad weather in various different parts of the country. Some of the images and some of the stories and some of the stuff that we've seen, the video and stuff of Buffalo, New York, that's just, I can't even imagine it. People dying um, in the cold. It's heartbreaking. But in terms of specifically, when you look at the Southwest Airlines situation, that's, It's it's beyond embarrassing for them as a company. For them to have these type of nightmarish situations for American pastors coast to coast, it's, I can't even imagine being somebody stranded. We're hearing about people that not only couldn't get on their flight specifically at that moment in time, but not being able to get out that day or the next day or being told you're not going to get out for days, I can't even imagine it. In full transparency, we were not traveling on Southwest Airlines. We were all flying Delta, okay? So, and I'm not saying that Delta had no canceled flights because they had canceled flights and stuff too. There were a lot of different things going on. But I feel extremely blessed over the holiday season. I think that we all love being amongst our friends and our family. And I'll tell you this, JLo. Leaving here, we were delayed an hour. Because of de-icing, okay, because this memory was snowing last week and we were getting out Thursday morning. Coming back here yesterday, we were delayed about 90 minutes because of luggage situations, trying to get everybody's luggage on our flight and all the other stuff. So it was like, and it was an early morning flight. So we understand those type of things. But this stuff with Southwest Airlines, it is beyond bad. And not only that, I thought that the I'm not sure if you saw the uh, the video apology, it was not acceptable to me from the CEO. Like like it, what he said wasn't going far enough. And I quite frankly, I don't know how you remedy what these people are going through. These people that are stranded all over the country. Have you seen the images and the video of the luggage situation? How many people will never get their
1: bags? Yeah, I uh I got to that this morning. I was looking at oh. different national uh, talking head shows or whatnot this morning, and that was kind of another pivot point that started to get brought up this way. It really hadn't, for the last few days, it's been more about the passengers themselves. Yep. Now it's getting to, oh, what are the other after effects of all of this? And the here, you know, there was a, a story that we had yesterday of a man who was stranded at MSP and he had to get back to Austin, Texas today for a doctor's appointment. He'd he said oh. this to our reporter. Uh-oh. So he got a rental car, and he drove all the way down to Austin. He drove. He co- and that's he co- not even great. No. Because you got to deal with weather driving, too. Yes. you got to deal with roadways. And fortunately, the temperatures across a lot of the country have started to warm up. Yep. And so now you're going to get thaw. As as long as I would say from northern Iowa south. Well, do you you're think it's just a coincidence
0: that it's warm here now because I brought the warm weather back with me? Oh, here we go. And it, and, and it wasn't. So,
1: even, you it, are so humble, sir. I mean, th-
0: thank me later. So thank me humble. Later. Thank me later. Don't thank me now. Actually, it wasn't even warm where I was at, it was cold in
1: Atlanta. Yeah. yeah. Every, it, Everywhere was cold. It, from, from east of the Rockies, you were basically cold wherever you went. It, it got down to Florida, it got all the way down to Florida this time. And so. Having those situations with the bags where people don't have clothes, they don't have their medicine because mm-hmm. they packed them in, yep. in those bags instead of the carry-ons, um, I had heard about a woman that had to drive out to, from, where was it, uh, to California. She had to drive out from somewhere here in the Midwest out to California. No, Nashville. Nashville. To all California? The way out to California. Oh, boy. They, this was a thirty-hour drive.
0: That's, Sometimes
1: you got to do what you got to do. That's insane. It it's, is. Insane. It's it's it is embarrassing. Southwest's uh, gonna have to do something. I
0: don't know what they're gonna. Ha- I don't know what they. What they. First off, they're gonna. They're looking to do nothing. They're looking to
1: just give a lame apology and
0: say, "Oh, yeah. you know what? That's not going far enough."
1: And I guess the way that this all occurred was because of how they do their yep. their flights and. I guess it's it's good, but they're still
0: canceling flights. Yeah,
1: it, well, it's good. It's good in a in a situation where everything is normal because they did it to try to get more flights in, as opposed to the other airlines. But now in a situation like this, where this point to point distribution is leaving crews stranded and can't they can't get to yep. where they need to be to fly people out, it's now become a disaster. And
0: Pete Buttigieg is going to. Uh, hmm. He's all over this. He's, he's one of the, the people in, the, in, in government um, that is looking at this, and he's pretty, pretty upset about all of this and the way it's shaking
1: <laughs> out. So, so we'll
0: see. We'll, we will see. But, I, but I, I say this to say that I'm blessed. I hope that everybody out there uh, did not have to be stranded anywhere, did not have to be a part of some of the negativity that's taking place with Southwest Airlines or any airlines, for that matter, over the holiday season. But I'm sure that there's somebody out there that's listening that uh, that was impacted, that was negatively affected. And if you want to weigh in, 651-461-9226 if you would like. But coming up next, we do got Wolves basketball. That is on the docket tonight, the New Orleans Pelicans. And to me, the guy that's must-see TV. Beyond Luca, because I mentioned Luca last week, um, also we have Zion Williamson. I don't expect a victory. It'd be nice to get one tonight. Maybe the Wolves will surprise me. We'll talk a little Wolves basketball before we pass it to Cal Soderquist in the pregame coming up next year on The Good Neighbor. All right, Wolves pregame with Cal Soderquist coming up in eight minutes. I got to officially tell you where I'm at with the Minnesota Timberwolves. And I know that I've been off for about a week. But I am not going to do the roller coaster thing with the Wolves. I'm not. Because the Wolves are not going to make me an emotional wreck. They're not. At this particular point, I'm expecting the Wolves to sneak into the postseason and be eliminated. That's what I'm expecting. And I know that that comes across as being negative. I'm just being real with where I'm at with the Wolves. Because it'd be one thing for me to say, I see it. I see that there's something percolating. I see see that that they're getting better. I'm seeing that they're meshing. I'm not seeing it. So why would I come on the air and lie about it? That makes no sense. I don't see it. And so the season's not over. I'm not see I'm not saying that the team is dead in the water. I'm not saying that they can't get better. I just I don't have high expectations. The Rudy Gobert trade has not been a good one. And it's not because Rudy's been just terrible. He's been okay. But I think that at the end of the day, when we look at this, I think that there's one definitive thing that we can that we can say. And I'll expound more on this tomorrow. We didn't need Rudy Gobert. That's that's the thing. We, I think that we can firmly say that right now. And this is no shade at Rudy. This isn't even shade at Tim Conley. I'm just being honest. We didn't need Rudy. We needed Ant to get better. We needed Jaden to get better. And I think that those guys are actually getting better. But the number one thing that I always looked at that I said, I'm scared about one thing. Is that when you make a trade of this magnitude, when you strip away draft picks that you need to help out Anthony Edwards, that could be rough. And so, look, the way that I think that this plays out, at least for the short term, is I don't think it's going to be damaging towards Ant. I don't think it's going to be damaging towards Jaden, because those guys are going to get money from the Wolves. They're going to get their big contracts from the Wolves, right? But then there'll come a point where who's helping out, Jake? Who's helping out, Ant? Do you have to move, Carl? How do you recoup picks? Those are the things that you have to start thinking about and talking about. But we'll get more into it tomorrow. I just, I'm not going to sit here. And blow smoke to the fans. And say, so oh, it's going to be fine. I don't think it's going to be fine. Do you think
1: it's going to be fine, JLo? Because I don't see it. No. Um, and again, uh, this was something that was discussed yesterday. Um, just from the standpoint of this season alone, just keeping it in a vacuum, not looking out into the future, just the injury bug that's been going around the team and not knowing when Carl Anthony Towns is going to be back, not knowing when some of these other guys, these other pieces are going to be back that you figured you were going to have at the beginning of the season. But it's interesting that you said that Rudy wasn't needed because everyone knew that the defense needed to be helped. Everyone knew that there was a defensive, uh, uh, there was a lack of defense on this team. Did you need the center to do it? Or could you have done it maybe from the point guard position? Maybe get a wing defender. It's interesting to, to think of how did we best need to get this defense improved and get Cat in a better position throughout the game to score, to be to be uh, more comfortable in the role that they wanted to put him in, which mm-hmm. was a big that could pop you know, stop and pop for the three, go out and pop uh, and do that stuff. So maybe they just went the wrong way with it because it just seems like the fit has not come together. Like you said, it just has. That's the thing that people talk about with trades. It's not just about getting shiny pieces. It's about fitting them together in the system, yep. with the roster, with the other stars on the team. And that. Second part hasn't happened yet.
0: And the thing that I think that we can all look at, and I think that right now it's probably one of the things that that President of Basketball Operations Tim Conley is looking at, is that maybe there was just some miscalculation there in terms of looking and saying, you know what? Let's buck the trend. We'll go big where everybody else is not going big. And I think Tim's probably just like, mm, I probably pushed the wrong button there. That's probably not the move. And I don't think that Tim Connolly, like like I've sat down, I've talked to Tim Connolly. We did the podcast. We, I've talked to him other times. I've talked to him in the back hallway. Like he's a good dude. I like him. I like him. I don't think he's the type of person that would sit there and not be honest about all the stuff that's happened and say it hasn't worked out. I think he would admit that. I'm not saying that it's time for him to just go ahead and, you know, cut open a vein and say, I'm, I'm done here. It's not going to work out because we're not at that point. But I think he would admit that they're underwhelming right now. To to see this team be games under five hundred, that's where nobody expected them to be. But we'll see. You know, coming up next, we'll we'll see what happens with the Wolves tonight as they face the New Orleans Pelicans. Zion, uh, I'm not sure is Brandon Ingram going to play. I know that he's been dealing with some nagging stuff here this year, but that's a nice roster. That's a nice organization. C.J. McCullum, he's a monster. Let's see if uh, the squad can, uh, can step it up and pull off a victory. All right, uh, Henry Lake, Jonathan Lowe, The Lake Show, Cal Soderquist, Timberwolves pregame coming up next. I got Timberwolves tonight after the game here on The Good Neighbor.
1: You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever,
0: or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.